The We Are Donation podcast reports, thoughts, and opinions are not those of UGA. This is not an official podcast of the University of Georgia, at least not yet. This is the We Are Dog Nation podcast. I'm your host, Nation, and that is show for Dog Nation. And our dogs take the field in the classic city and curve stomp the Minutemen of UMass 66 to 27. Now, as fully expected, you know, not much to brag about is UMass. They're known for basketball anyway. But the thing I was so excited about is that we beat a team like that the way we're supposed to beat them. Putting up 42 points, six straight touchdowns in the first half, that's what we're supposed to do. You look, you go back against Austin P. first game of the season, we didn't do it like that. You know, we scored a touchdown, we scored points, we kicked field goals too. We didn't score six straight touchdowns first part of the season. The first part of the season, the first few games, we were trying to get things together, trying to gel stuff together, um, get the chemistry going, and it took a minute. And it took a minute after the LSU game, really, after, in my opinion. And speaking of that, before I go any further, I made a statement, and I'm mad enough to admit that I'm wrong. I made a statement a few episodes back that it was after the LSU loss that it was time to bench Jake Fromm. That Kirby needs to stop being indecisive and go ahead and make that decision. And that, and I jumped the gun on that, and I was wrong because. I guess out of my love and my desire to see this team do so well, I just like, look, let's do it now. Let's go. Let's get it. But I jumped the gun. And there's a reason why Kirby get paid when he get paid. There's a reason why he makes the big bucks. And, I, and I'm and i not there coaching at Georgia. Uh, thank God because I would have messed that up. What we have at UGA is a beautiful one-two combination between Jake Fromm and Justin Fields. And like I said before in the last podcast, I believe, uh, talking about how Jake Fromm is projected to be the second overall draft pick in the 2020 draft anyway. And so we got a beautiful, beautiful one-two punch. Things going, things going well. The chemistry is there. We're peaking at the right time. Most importantly, I jumped the gun on something. And it was out, it's out there, but I'm enough to retract my statement and say, hey, I was wrong. I'm glad Jake Fromm is uh, a starter. I'm glad he's there. I'm glad he's there with Justin because they push each other and make each other better. And Jake Fromm is a very special guy. Um, I, I firmly believe that we're going to have two first-round draft picks. One and here with Justin and uh, Jake here in a few years. In a few years, I, I fully believe and have full faith that those two will come back one day a few years from now. And let's say, welcome back, University of Georgia, for homecoming or whatever. Jake Fromm and Justin Fields, who both, at one point in time, will win us national championships. So, but it's really good to see what um, what Kirby did. I hope he was going to do it. I'm glad he did it. Play Jake a couple plays, and then go ahead and let Justin play majority of the snaps. He took 50% of the snaps. That was just right on point. I, I love to see that love getting that work in. Had a wonderful day out there. 702 total yards uh, for Georgia. Came very close to breaking the record of 713 set in 2012. J- Justin looked phenomenal. But the beautiful thing about that is that he didn't surprise none of his teammates. He didn't surprise his coaches. 
they knew what they had in practice every day. I, I'm, he didn't surprise me either because I, I knew I know the talent that he is. I've seen this kid play in person. He's the same guy who beat Trevor Lawrence uh, in 707. In the lead 11 pass account to take over number one place in the country as the top player in the country. And like I said before in previous podcasts, the only reason why Justin Fields lost the top spot because he got hurt in the playoffs and Trevor Lawrence didn't. Otherwise than that, he would have been number one player overall. That's, that's the only that's the only reason why he uh, slipped down number two, but in my eyes, number one player in the country. So can't tell me wrong. Anyway, um, five eight for 121 yards, two touchdowns, seven yards, seven carries for 100 touch for 100 yards and a touchdown. Very interesting fact: Justin Fields becomes the first quarterback in 20 years to rush for 100 yards in a game. The last quarterback to do that. Quincy Carter, 1998 against the Kentucky, Kentucky Wildcats. And that's kind of funny because I remember that game. Um, kind of dating myself, but I mean, I've been a fan over 30 years, but I remember that game very, very, very vividly. Um, Quincy was something special back in the day as well. Matter of fact, I met Quincy um, in 94. No, I'm sorry, excuse me. It was the summer of 93. I was just getting out of uh, elementary school, and I went to South of the Cal football camp, go, headed, get ready to head to the eighth grade, and I ran into a 15-year-old Quincy Carter who was playing quarterback at South of the Cal, who a few years, a couple years later, uh, won a state championship, and that South of the Cal team was ranked number four in the country, uh, high school football, and Quincy Carter at that time was the number two quarterback in the country. Uh, come out of high school, who had, ironically enough committed Georgia Tech, but ended up going to Georgia after a uh, short baseball career. But anyway, I digress. But Justin Fields, 121 yards passing, 100 yards rushing, and it's crazy because he could have he could have four touchdowns. He could have had four touchdowns. Had Isaac not had just a couple more steps on that guy, he'd have scored that touchdown. And had Demetrius Robinson uh, not dropped that ball. That would have been another touchdown. So, Justin Fields could have had four passing TDs and nearly 100 yards rushing. That is, even though it's just it's UMass, but that's still a, a phenomenal day. The talent is definitely there. To see him play 50% of the, uh, the snaps and all that, that was just really great training. And I, I just fully believe we'll see some more Justin Fields uh, at Georgia Tech. And I do expect to see Justin Fields replay them Bamba boys. So we just got a, a wonderful, wonderful one-two punch with Justin and Jake, or Jake and Justin, however you want to say it. Now he, now, now, Justin did take a little bit of you know fun jabbing and criticism because apparently Justin Fields is at practice always bragging about how fast he is. <laughs> Tell it, you know. Those running backs say, hey, you know, I, I could play running back if I wanted to and all this stuff. You know, very physical. 230-pound running back. I mean, I don't know I don't know if y'all remember, but that one run, he took off down the field and almost scored on, ran right over that free safety. It's, ugh, he lowered his shoulder and, and, like, look, I'm coming for you. Just nasty with it. But I'm like, look, I know you're 235 pounds or whatever, but I need you to stay healthy, so stop doing that. <laughs> but anyway... Um, just a a phenomenal day for Justin Fields. What he was doing the the, the pass he threw to McCole Hartman, 
Oh, my God. When he first threw that ball, I said, okay, he overthrew him. I thought that ball was going into the stands. It came out like a rocket launcher. And to see him, I mean, on the money. Oh, my God. That ball was pretty. So, yeah, I think um, college football will be, sh- no, whoever we playing will be shaking their boots because we got a great one-two punch. But anyway, then McCall Hartman was saying, you know, they kind of, you know, McCall Hartman and uh, Holyfield was kind of giving him a hard time because, you know, hey, you got caught from behind and, you know, you stumble and all this type of stuff. And uh, even Jake Fromm said he, he was a little disappointed because, you know, he wanted to see him take it to the house too. So, this, I mean, this is a team that – this team support each other. And then Justin tweets out after the, after the game, all praises to the man above, great team win. Uh, this, this young man, I mean, he's balled in. He's been balled in. You know, he came to Georgia, um, enrolled early. Knowing Jake Fromm had just helped lead the team to uh, the SEC championship game. So, fully we're aware of the competition in front of him. So, I don't think he's going to transfer at all. I think he's staying at Georgia. And it's, a, it's, a, it's just a bunch of noise. Uh, Kirby has done a wonderful job in controlling that situation and getting under wraps. He has just done a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful job doing that. So, Coming up next, I want to kind of get into some more freshman talk and think about some adjustments that we all some adjustments that we all saw, and I'm glad we I'm glad uh, the defense are taking some the defense are taking some adjustments, a little injury report, and a little trolling on the part of uh, our great coach there on SEC Network. So don't go anywhere. Be right back. And we are back. Man, one thing that has me extremely, extremely excited, the gifted youth on this football team. Oh, my God. I know we got a shot at winning winning all this year. It's very, very possible. And let me tell you something. If we win it all this year, which is possible, yo, I'm calling it now. It's a three-peat. Because if you want to beat Georgia, this is the year to do it. Because next year, it is going to be, whoo, our otherworldly. It, we are going to be even nastier. This is the year to get us. So, man, I'm excited about this youth here, man. Some of these freshmen. Let's start with one of them in particular. The defensive tackle, Jordan Davis, six foot eight. 335 pounds clogging up that middle, making plays, coming in, starting. He's okay. Let me give you an idea. Let me give you an idea how good this guy is and how raw he is, how good he is. So, Trenton Thompson, he was supposed to be the big time defensive tackle, former number one recruit in the country, all that good stuff, five star recruit, all that good stuff. Tyler Clark outplays Trenton Thompson last year. End up, you know. Taking a lot of snaps for Trenton Thompson. But Jordan Davis comes in and, and plays in front of Tyler Clark. I'm like, oh my God. It we we got some depth on that defensive line, that that team. It is just a lot of great playmaking. But Jordan Davis is gonna be a beast. He's just a freshman. 
He's just a friend. Oh, my God. Oh, it's this the year. I'm telling you, they better get it this year because it's going to be hard. If they, don't, if they don't beat us this year, we're three-peating. Mark my words. We will three-peat. But anyway, uh, the adjustments on defense, uh, starting Eric Stokes over Tyson Campbell. Tyson Campbell is struggling. And if you all remember, uh, DeAndre Baker struggled as a freshman. But Tyson Campbell is struggling, and he's going to get together. But he's very talented. But Eric Stokes, who was a redshirt freshman, who really studied hard and took the, the steps there and got a good year of training in before that, he is, is really showing off. Eric Stokes is doing a great job at cornerback, uh, replacing Tyson Campbell. But, but Tyson Campbell pretty soon will be having his starting job back, but he'll probably have it back uh, realistically where I see things going next year. But I'm thinking, like, it's probably going to be Tyson Campbell and um, Eric Stokes playing both cornerback positions. Let me tell you something. Tyson Campbell, I just found out, ran a 4-2-7-40 in high school last year. Eric Stokes is the 100 and 200 state champion from the class of 2017 in the state of Georgia. What's those two guys become shut? Oh my goodness. They're going to be shut down corners. Not to mention Devon Wilson coming in, stepping it up, and he's getting healthy. Devon Wilson, people are very impressed by him. Not to mention some other cornerbacks that's coming in 2019. We're going to be deep. Oh my goodness. We're going to be really, really deep. Now, it seemed like for a moment that Jeremiah Holloman, I mean, he's, he's still doing very well, but Jeremiah Holloman looked like the next big time receiver for Georgia. But good Lord, Tyler Simmons. Tyler was on side Simmons. He's looking like a beast. You got Riley Riley, who's a beast. Terry Gollum, who's great in his own right. McCole Hartman, we all know how great he is. That wide receiver room is deep. I mean, <laughs> deep with talent, deep with great young talent. And to look at, and now I understand why D Rob, although he's a, he's a former five star, although he's in California and, and, Started as a freshman, doing well. I understand why he having problems getting on the field. Uh, I, was, I mean, drop passes happen. I hate he dropped that pass, but I did see a play where he got kind of blown up on a blocking assignment. I was like, "Up, oh, you got to get that blocking." Now we stay on that field. We got some wide receivers, man, who are very physical, who can block, who can catch, do all that good stuff. And it seemed like any wide receiver can have that game. So you can't really focus on Jeremiah Holland. You can't focus on. Um, McCole Hartman. You can't focus on Terry Godwin. You can't just focus on uh, Tyler Simmons. It's just so many ways that this we can we can we can win. And we can beat you. And then I'm looking at Otis Reese, who's another freshman. You know, you look at his highlight tape. He knocked folks back. He's he's doing it now. And one thing that Jonathan Ledbetter said about the young guys: the young guys are hungry. They have this strong desire to get it right and be perfectionist. Oh, oh, oh man, that you know, I'm sorry, that gets me really excited about the future. Like, a, and then James Cook coming to the game. I mean, the UMass. I, I feel almost sorry for him. They, they. I mean, 
Jeez, they had no chance to breathe. They, I mean, I said going to be uh, 74 points last week, but they almost really put up 74 points. Jane Cook coming score two touchdowns. And the, one, the last touchdown he did, the way, his vision, James Cook's vision is phenomenal. I look where he ran that ball. You go back and look, look at the highlights. Look where he ran that ball. You don't run run the run he made, make the, make the run he made without having great, great vision. So I'm like, hold on. Let's put this all together. You're talking about having chemistry. A great one-two punch, especially next year with Jake and Justin. Getting um, Zeus back healthy. Having Zamir White, Zamir White coming back uh, healthy. Have, having uh, DeAndre Swift being healthy. Having James Cook in there. Maybe Holyfield come back. Oh, oh, oh. Putting all that together? Oh, buddy. It's going to be a problem. A problem. <laughs> but, uh,. But one funny thing here I want to get to before I get ready to close out. Our coach, Kirby Smart, SEC Network, decided to troll Tim Tebow. And a lot of you saw this. If not, go look on Twitter or YouTube. It gives Tim Tebow number 15 Georgia jersey, the black jersey. <laughs> Pretty funny. Like, yeah, get him, Kirby. That's right. We own in Florida. We own Florida. So I got it was so many I mean uh great players. I gotta give our game ball. First thing we Tyler Simmons, and I said, well, he's he's showing out. They said, well, James Cook did a great job too. But the first quarterback 20 years, roughly 100 yards, could have had four touchdown passes, but had three touchdowns overall. My game ball goes out to none other to the, the wonderful true freshman. Justin Fields gets this week's game ball from the We Are Doll Nation uh, podcast and Twitter page and <laughs> Instagram page. From we here, We Are Doll Nation game ball goes out to none other than Justin Fields or his dad, like to call him J Rock. All right. So if this is your very first time listening to the podcast, I hope I was entertaining. I hope I said something that you like. And please, please, please come back and subscribe button. I post on Facebook pages. I post on Twitter. Um, if, if you like it, hey, tell somebody about it. Uh, share it with somebody. Um, I can't think. If you are a returning visitor, thank you for returning I'm back over and over again. Like I said, I'm hitting in the 40s every week. I got a, a pretty good following. I want to go ahead and keep growing that. And I really appreciate you guys coming back each and every week. If you haven't already, follow me on Twitter. We are Donation. Follow me on Instagram. We are Donation. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much. So it looks like this week I will be going to the Georgia Tech game uh, for Senior Day. That's going to be very wonderful. Um, be my very first time going to the Georgia Georgia Tech game in Athens, Georgia. So. I'm looking looking really forward to that. Looking really forward to that. So, but anyway, have a great Bulldog week. Uh, my prediction for this week, if we face those little, this big brother, little brother week, if we face the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, or I call them the House Flies, I say Georgia will put up, man, 51, and we'll allow, we may allow 
Georgia Tech to put up 17. They might score against our fourth-string defense next week. So, there's your final score. Matter 51-17, Georgia curb stomp the Yellow Jackets yet again. And then it's on to Bama. And we'll talk more Bama stuff next Sunday night. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great board all week. I'm out.